Well, today you are in for a very special treat. To kick off the Family Survival Guide, there is no one better that I can think of than our very own Pastor Jamie Tyler. Pastor Jamie leads our Eunice campus. And uh, hey, you've been hearing from me for the past couple of weeks. I thought it would be a great opportunity for you to start hearing from some of our lead pastors. Pastor Jamie and Cheryl and their family have been with us from almost the very beginning and have been leading faithfully there in Eunice. And so, hey, Eunice campus, you better give your pastor some extra love. And hey, I want to invite everybody that's watching, man, put your virtual hands together. Give some heart emojis for Pastor Jamie Tyler. Hey, welcome everybody. My name is Jamie. I lead our Eunice campus and I'm so glad to be with you today. Hey, we're, we're kicking off a brand new series called the Family Survival Guide. So have you ever been on a trip or maybe a vacation and you, you got some instructions or a guide that was there to help you enjoy uh, that, that, that moment or that experience the best? That's what we hope to do with this series today, is to give you a family survival guide for this time that we're in during this season of being quarantined, of, of, with the stay home order, just having to be at home all the time. And, and so we just wanna help you with that today. So let's jump right in. Um, Proverbs 24.3 says this, it takes wisdom to have a good family and it takes understanding to make that family strong. Now by show of hands, come on, comment with me this morning. By show of hands, how many of you want a good family? Yeah, me too. How many of you want that family to be strong? I want my family to be strong. I'm excited about that verse, but it says this, it says that it takes wisdom and understanding to have that. Um, and I want you to understand something about wisdom and understanding. They come and they take a little bit of time. They take some intentionality though. Unfortunately, wisdom and understanding doesn't just fall out of the sky and land on us. <laughs> we have to go get it. The Bible says, in fact, that we should buy wisdom and we should go and get understanding. Like it's going to cost you a lot, but it's worth getting it. So if the Bible says that we need wisdom and understanding to have that good family and for that family to be strong, then how about we use God's survival guide to get that today? So the title of my message today is this, Lead First. As a father, as a parent, as a husband, it is my responsibility to lead my family first. I can't tell them to do something I'm not willing to do. I can't ask them to go places I'm not willing to go. I need to lead first. And so Proverbs 22 says this, it says, to train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Man, Cheryl and I right now, we're in a funny season. We're, we're in that season where we, when, when the kids were in diapers, we were longing for this season we're in right now. But now that we're in it, we're like, I'll take diapers. <laughs> Uh, our kids are, are 20, 18, and 17, and, and they're all looking at one day soon leaving the house. And man, I'm going to tell you, I'm leaning into the second half of this verse like never before. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. I'm hanging on to that one. <laughs> Charles Spurgeon said it this way. He said to train up your children in the way they should go, but make sure that you go that way yourself. <laughs> Isn't that good? So parents, listen to me today. 
you are the leader. Yeah, your kid's not the leader, you're the leader. So be the leader today. I wanna to show you some things today in this message. I wanna show you first off that, that parenting comes with a high purpose. Man, it's, it's got a tremendous purpose attached to it. What is the purpose of parenting? Well, the purpose of parenting can, can be said many different ways, but I believe it's this, it's to reveal God's character and his love to our children. Not only to our children, but then to the world around us. Do you know that more people read your life than they read their Bibles? More people can see God in you than they'll hear God from you. And so watch this, in Psalms 127, verse three to five, it says this, children are a gift from the Lord, even when they don't feel like it, <laughs> my translation. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. Did you hear what that said? Your children are a gift. They are a reward. What if we started seeing them that way today? I know for us, we make this statement at our house pretty regular. We'll tell the kids, hey, I brought you into this world. Come on, finish it with me. I'll take you out. <laughs> so uh, parenting can be tough at times, and I get that. But it comes with a high purpose. And kids are a blessing. They're, they're a gift. They're a reward. I want to show you a few statistics real quick. A statistic that was done, a study that was done shows that that kids will continue to follow Christ when they become adults if certain things happen. Listen to these numbers. If mom and dad both go to church, 72% of those kids, when they become adults, will continue to follow Christ. Watch this one. If mom only goes to church, that number drops to 15% of those kids following Christ as adults. Here's a big one for you. Dad... If you go to church alone, 55% of your children, when they become adults, will continue to follow Christ. I felt this the whole time I've parented, that there is a big responsibility on me as dad. And I accept it. I don't run from it. I don't hide from it. I accept it and I embrace it and I do the best that I can with it. And I trust God to help me in my weakness. And then watch this one. If neither mom or dad goes to church, the number bottoms out at only 6% of children when they become adults continue to follow Christ. Wow, that's just going to church. Imagine if you're teaching your children the ways of God. Imagine if you're leading them in obedience to God's word. Imagine what could happen then. So parenting comes with a, a high purpose. And I want you to understand something today. I have a great burden for kids. I've been loving kids since Pastor Bubba put me in children's church a long, long time ago. And that's a big burden. And I got a burden for a lot of kids that aren't mine. But my first mission field is in a location. And that location is 3611 Prudhomme Road, Eunice, Louisiana. That's my house. That's my first mission field. 
It is foul for me to go and to try and reach other kids if I'm not reaching my own at home. So parenting comes with a high purpose. The second thing I want to show you today is that parenting comes with high priority. Man, it's got to be at the top of your list. I mean, the way Cheryl and I roll is like this. It's God, it's me and her, and then it's our children. We never let our kids get in between us and God, and we, and we never let anything else get between us and God. It's a priority. It comes with a high priority. In the Bible days, back in the Old Testament time, it was just understood that it was the parents' responsibility. Listen to this. The parents' responsibility to teach those kids in the ways of God. It wasn't somebody else's responsibility. It wasn't even the church's responsibility. And listen to me, as a church, hey, we'll partner with you and we'll help you all along the way, but we don't want to take that responsibility away from you. It's your responsibility to teach your kids the ways of God. The Bible even says that, that it goes beyond even your own kids. It goes into your grandkids. Now, I know some of you, your children have left the house and you may be wondering, what am I supposed to be doing now? If you've got grandkids, you need to be educating your grandkids. You need to be leading your grandkids. You know what that tells me? That tells me this, that we have a multi-generational responsibility to lead these kids in the ways of God. <laughs> Do you feel that? Man, that's a, that's a heavy responsibility, but listen to me. God gives us the power to do it. We don't do it alone. He gives us the power to do it. It's a high priority. Listen to what God says in Deuteronomy chapter 11. He says this, So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them around your hands. Wear them on your forehead as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road when you are going to bed and when you're getting up. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. You know what God's saying? That his words need to be everywhere you go all the time. It needs to be what our life is focused on. And that's good stuff. And notice this, he says to go wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly. I wonder what would happen if we as parents grabbed a hold with both hands of this responsibility to lead the next generation? What if we just committed today to say, you know what, I'm going to embrace this responsibility. I'm going to take it serious. I'm going to trust God to help me in my weaknesses. And we're going to go at this thing. And then and when the dust settles, we're going to see how good we did. I wonder what would happen if we did that. You know, for all of us, we come from different homes. We all come from different parenting styles. For some of you, your parenting, your home parenting style that you grew up in was a good one. For some of you, it was kinda, huh, it was okay. And then for others of you, quite honestly, it was, it was terrible. And somewhere along the way, you made a commitment or you made a statement or even a vow that says, you know what, I'm not going to be like my mom and dad. And so what you did is you went from one extreme that they were at to the total opposite extreme of where you thought was better. What if you missed it? What if you're missing it today? 
based on where you came from. That's why we're doing this series, is because what if we go back to God's word, our survival guide, to get some instructions on how to enjoy this adventure called parenting. Because I want you to understand something, it's a, it's a privilege, not a chore. So we all come from different parenting styles and I wanna answer the question today, what is my parenting style? How are you currently doing as a parent? Listen to me, I know some of you, you feel like a failure, you feel like you've blown it, like it's too late, I can't fix it, God can't even fix this. It's not true, just listen to me. There's four different parenting styles that I wanna show you today. The first parenting style I wanna show you is a strict parenting style. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is how you was raised. You see, I was raised by a single mom and, and man, she was strict. I mean like really strict. I couldn't even talk to girls in high school. That's strict. She was strict. She could be inflexible. Uh, she had high expectations. She would punish me rather than, than discipline me. She was highly controlling. That's what a strict parenting style looks like. How many of you were, were raised in that type of home? Give me, a, give me a hand, show me your hands. What about this next one? It's a lenient parenting style. I used to be jealous of these kids because <laughs> their parents were usually overindulgent. Uh, they were friends rather than parents to their child. I mean, come on, we all had some, some friends like that. Their parents were like the cool parents, right? And the reason they were cool is because they never corrected anybody. <laughs> they were nurturing and affectionate, but it was done at the wrong times and in the wrong ways. There was, there was very few and even inconsistent boundaries. And you used to envy that when you were a kid. I know I did. I used to envy those kids that didn't have many rules and regulations. Of course, that's because I came from a strict parenting style. Their parents said yes to everything. My mama usually said no. <laughs> the third parenting style I want to show you today is a hands-off parenting style. And man, I, I've seen this one. I haven't experienced it, but I've seen it. I've got a friend that was raised this way. It's very hands-off. It's like the parents just had kids and they just let them grow up. And didn't give them any guidance, didn't give them any boundaries, didn't really connect with them very much at all. It was, it was almost neglectful. Sometimes it was very uninvolved. Uh, the parents could be distant or even emotionally detached. The parents were usually self-absorbed. They were wrapped up in their own world. There was no boundaries. And this is what's crazy is there was very little interaction with the kids. Now I know some of you by this point are probably starting to see yourself in some of these parenting styles. And if you're not careful, you'll let condemnation and guilt start to, start to bury you right now. But I want you to just keep listening and keep pressing in because there's hope. There's hope. We have a guide to lead us. Let me show you this fourth parenting style. And I believe we should all be shooting for this style. It's the balanced parenting style. It can be, it can be nurturing. Like, like I'm, I was the dad that, you know, I was the dad that said, you know, when the kids would cut themselves or fall off the bicycle and scuff their knee and they come up crying and it's, oh, I hurt myself. I was the dad that would be like, suck it up. I wasn't very balanced and I definitely wasn't very, very nurturing. 
I have gotten more in my old age, but a balanced parenting style is very nurturing. You really, you're tender, you care for the kid, you're very nurturing. Uh, it, it also looks like this, it's very affectionate. You, you tap into your children's emotions and you, and you show some affection towards one another. Maybe you hang out on the sofa together or maybe you just go take walks together. I don't know, you're affectionate. A balanced parenting style will set some healthy boundaries. Because listen to me, boundaries are good if they're healthy boundaries. They're good. Man, listen, I, I believe every kid wants to know what the boundaries are. Now, some of them want to know so they know where to cross them, but most of them, I believe, really want to know where's the boundaries. A good balanced parenting style disciplines through guidance, not just by whipping. I was raised in that old school mentality. If you mess up, you got beat up. I was whipped so hard one time. I can remember this when I was a kid. I was I lived with my mom and my grandmother, and 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 they would they both beat the mess out of me, and, and I deserved it. But but I was one of them was whipping me, and they'd make me do this funny thing. They'd make me put my hands on the wall and stand like like I was getting cuffed by the police or something. And 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 one of them was whipping me, and and they were whipping me, and I was just crying, and I just said, I want my grandma. And I remember she said this as she's whipping me, I am your grandma boy. <laughs> she just kept whipping me. And so that's, that's how I was raised. And, um, but it wasn't balanced. But balanced parenting style disciplines through guidance, not just whippings and beatings. And man, this one here is so important. A good balanced parenting style has a good healthy line of communication between you and the child. And man, I want to tell you from my own experience of 20 years, this one's tough. You know what's funny is with some kids, communication comes very easy. Uh, but with other kids, it's tough. With one of my kids, I have to sit for about five minutes of silence before they'll respond to a question. And I'm learning that it takes a lot of time, a lot of patience. And it takes me to quit making statements and start asking questions to open up that line of communication. But it's vital because if you're going to parent a child, if you're going to parent their heart, if you're going to get to their heart, you got to find out what's in there. You got to open a door to get in and that's called communication. And the last thing I want to show you today is that parenting comes with a high price. <laughs> I, Cheryl and I might have done this. We may have penciled in maybe to one of my kids and just calculated what it's cost us to raise them so far financially. And it was some crazy number. And they were like, really? Yeah. But you know what we can't calculate? All the emotional, all the spiritual, all the times that we were just felt like failures and felt like we've ruined the kids. And you can't calculate all that because... Here's the truth. It comes with a high price. It's going to cost you something. It's going to be expensive. But I want you to hear this statement today. Whether you decide to lead your children or not, it's still going to cost you because one way it's going to cost you this way and the other way it's going to cost you that way. But it's going to cost you no matter which way you decide to go. It's going to cost you something and it's going to be expensive. But can I tell you, it's worth it. 
man, it's worth it. The kids in, in the age that they're at right now, man, we get to have some great conversations. We get to enjoy them more than ever before. Is it scary? Man, it's scary. Man, it's, it's enjoyable right now. We get, to, we get to see them make their own decisions. We get to see them, uh, their passions and, their, and, their, and their, their, their skills and abilities start to come out and it's, it's incredible. And, and, and I'll tell you today that it's worth it. Man, it's so worth it. But I want you to hear something today. We can't afford to fail at this. And let me, let me just clear that up for you real quick. When I say we can't afford to fail, I'm talking about complete failure where we just give up and we don't try anymore and we just kind of throw in the towel and say, you know what, I'm just not good at this. We can't afford to do that. But I do want you to understand this. You will fail. In fact, you might fail more than you get it right. But that's okay. As long as you get back up and get back at it and keep going again. It comes with a high price. Winston Churchill said this. He said, success consists of going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. Failure is a part of life. You learn from failure. My kids have learned from my failures. When you fall, when you fail, get back up, go at it again, and listen to me, don't quit. Don't quit. Ask for help, buy wisdom, get understanding. <laughs> and listen, you don't have to be perfect. Nobody's asking you to be perfect today because here's the reality. There are no perfect parents. No one's perfect. But what if instead of being perfect, our goal was to be persistent? You know what that means? Let me, let me give you a quick definition of persistence. I love this definition. It says, to be persistent is to continue firmly in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Come on, parents. That, that's where we just say, you know what? I'm going to raise these kids the way God wants me to raise them. I'm going to lead them by my example, and I'm not going to give up. I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be tough, but I'm not going to quit. That's persistence. And man, your kids need persistence more than they need perfection. Can I get an amen for that? They need persistence more than perfection. Because here's the rea reality. We all make mistakes. You know that God gives us room to make mistakes? And it's okay to make mistakes. But it's going to be difficult at times. And you will face opposition. I've, Cheryl and I have faced plenty of opposition uh, from the enemy, <laughs> from our children, and even from some of our family and friends that thought we should, they, they thought we should be doing things a different way and we had to stand on what we believed. I want to wrap this up today with a story of a young boy who was raised by his mom and his grandmother. He was in church every Sunday. He was taught right from wrong. He was taught manners. He had everything he needed and more. He was well taken care of. He grew into a teenager and things started to change. His body not only started to change, but things around him started to change. 
He was exposed to some things that he should have never been exposed to. And he started making poor decisions that would begin to cost him some very valuable things. He ends up in college one day and by this point, he's full blown running from God, running wild. And on many occasions, God had to spare his life, almost saving him from himself. At this point, he's drinking and doing drugs and he's living this wild lifestyle and eventually he fails out of college and he moves back home. Somehow along the way, he managed to hang on to a girl as his girlfriend and one day they decided to get married and she moved back home with him. And over time, things didn't get any better. In fact, things just got worse. And him and his wife decided one day to go to church. In fact, they went back to his old church. And over time, his wife, her heart began to soften and God began to move in her in mighty ways. And one day out of the blue, she raised her hand to give her life to Christ. And back in those days, you would walk an aisle and you gave your life to Christ. And she did that. And he was embarrassed and he didn't like it. In fact, he had an attitude that was like, I've been here already. I've done this already. Why we got to do this again? Until eventually God began to melt his heart and move in his life. And he again surrendered his life to Christ. Those two eventually had a family and had their own children. And, and life got really really big and really crazy in, a, in an instant almost. And that young man started to realize some things that the way his mama raised him wasn't perfect by any means. It was a lot of mistakes. But his mom loved him. So did his grandmother. And, and the other thing he realized is that they were persistent you see, his mom was my mom, and that boy is me. And my mom was very strict. She was really the epitome of a strict parenting style. And it caused me to break the rules. It caused me to push the boundaries when I became a teenager, and she made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes. But she never stopped. She was persistent. And she kept going. And you see, I didn't end up like my mom thought I would have ended up. I didn't go in the direction she thought I would have went in, but she never gave up on me. My mom understood that parenting and raising me came with a high purpose and it was going to take high priority. I realized how much my mama actually gave away and how much she decided not to do just to raise me right. And I said, man, it's going to take me and it's going to take this parenting thing being the highest priority of my life to get it right. And then I realized what it cost her. It cost my mom everything. And I want you to hear this today. That I didn't do exactly what my mom wanted me to do. I didn't go exactly where she wanted me to go. But just like that verse in the beginning said, 
train a child in the way he should go, and when he is older, he'll continue with it. That's true for me today. Because the whole time I was running, the whole time I was bucking and rebuking, I could still feel a pull in my heart. I could still feel the seed that was planted in me calling out my name, saying, come back, come back. And I am grateful today that even though my mama wasn't perfect, she was persistent. So can we do this today? Can I challenge you with this? Can you grab a hold of this responsibility with both hands and see it as a privilege and not a chore? to lead the next generation in the ways of God and to influence the world in times to come. Can we take that today? And I want you to hear me with this. No matter where you find yourself today, failure is never final, not with God. So you can get back up today and you can go back at it again and get some wisdom, get some understanding and see what God does. Can I pray for you today? Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your word, your survival guide for my life. I thank you that your your word is filled with instructions on how to parent and how to lead and and how to stay and thrive in a deep relationship with you. God, help us today as parents to take on the responsibility to parent well, to lead first. And God, I pray over every parent right now that feels like a failure. I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd begin to whisper in their ear, you're not a failure. You've just failed. Now get back up and go again. God, would you begin to lift them back up and send them back on their way. And this time, God, I pray that you would give them wisdom and you would give them understanding and they would reach out for help. And God, we thank you. We thank you for all that you're doing, all that you're gonna do in this series. And that even in this moment of of this stay home order, that God, we're, we're not just gonna survive it, Lord, we're gonna thrive in it. And so to today, God, I thank you and I bless you. Move in us, anoint us to parent well. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, for some of you watching today, Maybe you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. And I would encourage you today that you can make that decision right now. You can make it right now. The Bible actually says that today is the day of salvation. You can be saved or you can be born again, the Bible says. What does that mean? Well, that means this, that means A, You need to admit that you're a sinner and you've fallen short of God's glory. B, you need to believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and that Christ died on the cross to pay for your sins so that you could be made right with God again. And then C, if you'll make a confession as Jesus is your Lord, the Bible says you can be saved or born again. So would it be okay if I lead you in that prayer today? If you've never given your life to Jesus and you wanna make that decision today, would you just pray this with me? Lord, we come to you today grateful for everything that you do for us, grateful for who you are, 
God, today I admit that I'm a sinner and I've fallen short. And God, today I believe in my, in my heart that you died on the cross for me to pay the price I could not pay so that I could be made right and come back into a relationship with God like he intended and like he longed for. And God, today I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead and he's alive and well sitting next to you, sitting at your right hand. And that God, for me, today I believe that I can be raised to new life. And so today, Lord, I wanna make a confession. I wanna confess that Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. I confess my sins and I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you to lead my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, congratulations to all those who prayed that prayer with Pastor Jamie. You just made the greatest decision ever. Hey, we want to follow up with you and help you continue to take steps in your relationship with Jesus. So, hey, do me a favor. And our team right now is putting a link for you to let us know that you made that decision. We want to help you continue to take steps in your relationship with God. Hey, I also want to remind you that we do have a discussion guide that uh, our team will also put up for you to continue the conversation of this message. You can share it with your family and talk over the message or with your life group or friends, whoever you want. But hey, we're so glad that you chose to be with us today. I hope this message was encouraging to you. I hope this service brought hope into your life. Hey, we can't wait to see you next week for part two of the Family Survival Guide. I'll be sharing a message talking about the seasons of parenting. Uh, all, we're all in different seasons and uh, I'm gonna encourage you with that word next week. Hey, can I pray over you today? God, may you bless each person. May your favor be upon them. God, I pray that they would hear your voice and that you would use them this week. God, bless them in all that they do. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we love you and uh, can't wait to connect with you more online this week. Have a great week.